Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Science of Pokemon. I am your host, Veteran Lucas, and with me today, as always, are my friends and yours, Fisherman Don and Professor Collins. What's up, guys? How we doing? Wait, all of us are friends? And this is a lovely start to my <laughs> Don, how are you? Jolly good. Jolly good. Oh, it's time, isn't it? How many days do we have when we're recording this? We have like... Uh, we have exactly eight. Eight days is to change 15th? until the big day. I'm. Uh, what are we going to do? Eight days a week. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it really is eight days a week. All right, so what do you guys say we just come up with some random stuff, talk about Galar and ride this wave out until uh, at least till the game comes out? Yeah, let's do it. Mm, no. Well, too bad. Cue the music! <laughs> Alright, Professor, let's start this off with some science news. You sent me a horrifyingly chilling article. Tell the people about it. Oh, well, um, I mean, you guys did a whole episode on bats while I was busy trying not to die. Um... And I, I, uh, Science Friday last week talked about uh, the what's what's it called the uh, the white nose syndrome. Yes. yes. Can you explain that? All right. Yeah. So the white nose syndrome, it's a, um, I believe it's, it's a fungal infection. It's a fungus. Yeah. Yes, it's a fungus infection that is really doing a number on a lot of bat species, and basically, as far as we can tell, I mean, one, it's very contagious between bat colonies. And it makes it so that bats are unable to uh, hibernate is the most detrimental part. Yeah, so it's like it's like wiping to... out like huge chunks of species. Yeah, so instead of being able to like sleep through the winter and hibernate properly, it keeps them active either during the daylight or like just going out of their cave when it's freezing out. And um, it can wipe out entire like thousands of colonies of bats if it's uh, they get infected. Yeah, well, and that's what I was was reading that uh, you know. The, the these populations have been essentially decimated over the past few years and it's not looking really good. And the, the other thing I was hearing was that they think a lot of this fungus was actually spread by human. How did we but, do this? I'm not uh, in an incredulous way. I just, I like to know the me mechanisms of how we're destroying the planet. Oh, well, uh, so because it is a, a, a fungal, it, it can be transported like on clothes and crap. Oh, so because it was only on the East Coast and then all of a sudden it showed up in Washington. So someone probably picked it up, traveled and then stuck. Ah, just yes. another invasive species. Got yeah, it. the part and, two that's oh, sorry, go ahead. No. And then they were talking about, um, you know, how uh, right now the the I think it's the it's the U.S. government is offering like. I think it's it's close to like I don't know, it's a good chunk of money they're they're offering for any scientist who can find a, find a solution. That is how best scientific discoveries are made. A lot of places yeah. with uh where they do the cave tours, they really crack down on that. You have to um either go through some decontamination, or like that. I know like there's been several other places that are popular like bat caves for eco tours. So people can learn about bats. They've really cracked down on um, like biosecurity measures, you know, uh, like foot baths of decontamination, uh, getting your clothes clean special ways beforehand to try to prevent the spread. Because it's not 
as far as I understand, it's not every aspect of it isn't fully understood just quite yet, which makes it even well. Scarier. Yeah, they don't understand because it's only surviving in part, certain parts of caves, so they're trying to figure that out. They know it doesn't like UV light or certain temperatures, so they're just they're trying to figure it out right now. I was listening to the the uh, the head biologist who's like working on this issue. So I thought it was I thought it was kind of interesting because I was like, oh, you guys just did an episode without me about bats and. No, no, you were there this for the of... bad episode. He was gone. How out of it were you that night? Yeah, I wasn't here. Yeah, remember you were. Wait, really? Yeah, man, you were out of it that night, man. We just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been so sick for like a month that I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I literally. This is why I introduced the show because I at least know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. This is great. Now, okay, before we get to the main news, we were going to talk about yes. Games had there was potentially major leaks. That is not uh. our news because honestly, I know some people love leaks or hate leaks, and some people use them for any chance to get. Others will kill you for sharing them. So we have thank you Pokemon for this other news to share that isn't about leaks, and I believe it's, it's good news. Quality of life changes for training. Good news. Good news, everyone. everyone. I don't have to hatch a million eggs. Only four. Yeah. So we had some great. So we had some great quality of life changes come out recently. Um, very recently, I mean like today. Um, the biggest one, at least for me and anyone who wants to even dabble in competitive, I would say, is that the implementation of the uh, mints that will allow us to change the effects of a nature. So say you hatch a Pokemon, you love him very much, and he's an adamant nature, but he's a Charizard and you want him to be a special attacker. So you want him to be a modest nature. Now with the mints, you can make him still be adamant nature, so he's still like your Charizard, but he will have positive special attack and minus attack, so the opposite of an adamant nature, um, which also adds a very interesting dynamic to the potential of, in competitive, we have team sheets, where we have to fill out our team sheets. There's been whisperings of them being released um, like during a tournament to level the playing field for scouting and all that. Which would mean that, assuming we still have to write natures down, would you would intentionally want to have the wrong. You would want to have the wrong nature on purpose, <laughs> and then correct. My it. Charizard's <laughs> bold. Yeah. Oh my God. It's just like, oh, mine's a naughty nature because it's lying. <laughs> That's so great. Well, what else we got? We got you can you, you can max out candies now, which is great, right? Our cat, our um, um, all the like the stat vitamins. items you can max vitamins. Out. Yeah, we can max out max straight out max straight up just max out EVs with um. The power or the uh, like, the proteins and whatnot. Instead, they've been kept at 100 EVs. That's so, so awesome. I don't um, have to run around the woods beating up Rattatas. And then you got you got EV candies. Um, you have uh, our EXP candies. Yes, you have experience candies, which I think we saw we saw use, and uh, hopefully they won't be too expensive. I'm hoping they'll be like a battle power item. Maybe yeah, we have millions of. I don't know the person. The person. The person like in the demo had a lot of all of these. <laughs> One thing I still would like to see um because i know we've got we got bottle caps and i'm sure that I'm, I'm sure they're coming back i still am hoping that we can get some sort of iv lowering item because they've really been helping everybody out with improving quality of life but for i don't know who else i mean is we out have there, EV lowering items hidden power not? yes but the trick room fans among us want some zero speed ivs yeah you know i i think they're gonna do it you know and and, and do you remember, guys, when we were in that uh, that competitive league thing? Yeah, yeah. How we met Don. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I remember we were arguing, uh, or I don't know, I guess arguing. I they think thought, you were arguing. You were arguing. 
<laughs> we that were just trying to right. kill things. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. What are you talking about? Uh-huh. Never. <laughs> um, they were all of them were talking about how, like, you know, they thought the next games would be like Smogon, where you could just like type in stats, and I and I kept saying like. You know, there's no, there's no way that Nintendo would ever do that. And I think this candy, and and I think Don already said it. I think you made the point of what Nintendo knows is that there's a lot of behavioral science and like reward uh, schedule, like reward systems built into this game to create positive feelings so that people keep playing this game and are emotionally invested in this franchise. Like, you literally just said it, Don. You're like, oh, it's still your Charizard. It's still your naughty Charizard. <laughs> just now it acts like it's modest. I didn't like the way you said those words in that <laughs> combination. But, like, legitimately, like, you know, uh, I I can't ever see them going, sm- like, Smogon level because the disconnect there between, you know, this virtual creature and you... You know, this way you feel like you're giving something an item, and when when you when you use items in game, there are like serotonin and dopamine releases. Like there have been studies to show that this is an actual thing. Just like there have been studies to show that people have attachments to AI and virtual pets. Like there are reasons that they are doing what they are doing. It's because they want us to stay invested in these games, and they want us to love these creatures and spend all of our money. <laughs> I will say though that I would personally. I would still personally like a competitive mode where I could just like just for tournaments, just put in six mons right there and zibbity zap them. But I think I think this is I think this is their way of doing that. This is the closest well, we've got so far, and they keep improving on that. I don't think they're going to go much. I don't think they're going to go to the point where you can just type it in. I know I, I can't see it because they want you to fall in love with the creature. I mean, look at the look at the sitting cuties line. They want well, you I, to I find can, a favorite yes. so that you buy that favorite. <laughs> I still have favorites, just not... I think this is just the best way that we're going to get more people into competitive because, let's be honest, it's a a chore to get your competitive bond. It is a (laughs) chore. Uh, Uh, So now, it's not. You know how how we do it at our house, Lucas? We go to the Mount Silver Discord and just beg people to give us... That's not... I think I've given you quite a few as well, honestly. I will do things with my own two hands. Yes, Yes. Hey, does anyone does anyone have a Xerneas for my daughter? Does anyone have a Xerneas for my daughter, please? I give you a shiny one. No, I, I do it with my own two hands. I build them. They are mine. Anyway, right, on that note. Yeah, on that note, let's go ahead and get started with the pre-gaming. <laughs> All right, listeners. So how this is going to work is we have each come up with about two things. I we got want. six. Yeah, you have six. Okay. We are supposed to have a minimum of two things we would like to see in the Galar region. Leaks be darned. These are things we want to see. None of us know which ones had which. I wanted to just keep this as surprised as possible, although some of these won't surprise me at all. So let's just go ahead and uh, – Don, what did you come up with? All right, so for my first one, um, I picked an ocean critter, which should surprise no one. <laughs> um, I was looking at what sort of deep-sea type critters, because I feel like deep-sea is a lot of cool mods that are underrepresented in the Pokemon universe. And um, I realized that <laughs> the deep waters around the UK um, do house the majestic frilled shark, which is a personal oh, no. favorite of mine. 
<laughs> oh my god. Can you describe to the audience what a frilled shark is? Because I know, but they don't. Yes. So the frilled shark, it's a um, it's a kind of very eel-like type body shark. It's a very deep water shark. Um, it's a very, very ancient species of the shark, going all the way back to the Pleistocene, so pre-dino times. Um, it has multiple rows of teeth. They each have three separate tips, which is exciting. Um, <laughs> they typically range below the edge of the continental shelf. Um, typically, they don't go deeper than 3,900 feet, but they're probably around the 3,000 feet range. Um, but they're most they're really common around 200 meters down for our metric friends. Um, they reach a body length of around two meters, maybe a little more. So you have some six-foot-long, eel-like, razor-sharp tooth monster shark. Fantastic! Yes. What on earth typing are you adding to this thing? <laughs> okay, so, well, I, I mean, water is a very obvious type. No um, way. You could go... I, w- I personally... I mean, I, you could make the argument for it to be a part rock for the whole living fossil thing. I personally am tired of that aesthetic, and he's very squirmy. Um, I would like... I think a water ghost could be cool, given that they're a uh, or like the very few extant species of their family, and they're very like elusive given their deep water habitat. They also do look kind of dragony because their whole like long skinny Ooh, body. Water dragon, head. yeah. Water dragon or water ghost. If I have to make the two picks, or maybe water dark. Um, water ability- dragon. <laughs> ability wise, right. um, I haven't thought about that too much. Maybe um I don't don't think they're bioluminescent actually. Um, they don't no. They don't. Uh, I'm not. I don't think their jaw is particularly strong. So strong jaw, which would be like a go-to shark ability, wouldn't be the best for them. So I'd have to think about that some more. But that'd be my first pick. I think something along the lines of like um rough skin, just because it is a shark. That's standard. That's shark. always a standard go-to. Yeah, that at least for now we'll cover that. All right, so awesome eel death shark. Uh, and what else did you come up with? Oh, I thought we were uh, going in like a rotation. Yeah, are we going ro- rotating? Oh, yeah. Well, the, all right, Matt, you're oh, next. Oh, I'm next. Yeah, oh, you're next. Man. Go on. All right. Um, well, I don't know what he, uh, you guys picked. Man, you guys think. I don't know. That's the um, fun. Go on. Do your thing. Right. Fine. I'm going to do it before Don gets to it. I'm going to go with the water horse. Oh, what is the name of it? Hang on. I knew uh, it. Kelpies? Or, I uh, think yeah. there's several of Kelpies, right? Or just there's Kelpies. a lot of them. There's Kelpies. I mean, there's the... Uh... I thought about Kelpie, but you already talked about... You talked about Kelpies the other day, so I avoided it. Well, yeah. You know, I think... Uh, I mean, Nessie even has been called like a a, 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 a water horse or, you know, the, 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 uh, the uh, hippocampus. The, the... That's yes. it. Yeah. The hippocampus. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So for those who don't know what a kelpie is, explain what a kelpie so, is. Well, kelpies are different. It's like the water horse is like is the original name for a kelpie, um, which is a creature that is like it has like the head and neck of a horse, but you know, and the the front legs, and then it's got like webbed feet, and then like a whale like or you know like like a mermaid tail kind of. So mm. that's but okay. but. The the water horse can be anything, you know. There, there's a lot of Greek mythos around it too. Um, Kelpie specifically, though, are are, are Scots, and they uh, they can shape a malevolent critter, right? Yeah, they can shape change, and they can adapt like human forms. And yeah, um, there's a lot of ties w- with them, like being alluded to, like Satan. 
Hey, man, I mean, like, so are snakes, so yeah. it's, it's a long line. You know, okay? but I, I don't know. I, I really think, like, I feel like this is one of those those creatures that, because there are so many types of water horse, they appear in Gaelic, they appear in Scottish, they appear in, in all sorts of mythos all over the United Kingdom, that it really is a missed opportunity if Game Freak does not do this. And I'm not going to lie. I haven't paid much attention to any leaks besides the starter evolutions. That's all I wanted to know. I, I, I genuinely think that, and I'm hoping that this is in there somewhere because this is like one of those iconic, you know, mythical creatures that should be there. That and like goblins, but I think we already got a goblin. <laughs> yeah. Imp Dimp, I think is a goblin. goblin yeah. Thing. We already got. Yeah. Yeah. It's close enough. And that covers, I mean, that covers a whole lot of other things or everything from bug bears to red caps to. I was, I don't know, red cap know, was going to be one to talk about. And then I remembered Imp, Imp Dimp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We already have Imp yeah, Dimp, it. It kind so. of is based on all that. I, I would assume. But yeah, I, I don't know. I'd really like to see like a Kelpie or a water horse. Just, I don't know. There's a lot of ties. I, I know Keldio has ties to that too. Yeah, that's right. So. We do have Keldio. Mm-hmm. And I love Keldio. I wish we could use it competitively. <laughs> All right. So for mine, I picked, I went off out of character and I picked something that wasn't a critter. I love critters very, very much, but I love me some history. And so I decided to go with some Viking history. Oh. So most people don't think about it when it comes to Viking in England, but the Vikings raided in 793 AD in a monastery called Linzen Farm. Well, raided everything, killed all the monks. It was the first time they did it. And the English women then, loved Vikings. But that's no, that's later though. That's the thing. This whole war and stuff, the the Danes and which were they were called by the Anglo Saxons who were there, and the English who were there, they raided and fought each other for over two hundred years. It didn't stop until about one thousand one hundred AD. This was going on for centuries, the fighting back and forth. But between all the violence, which is the part of history everyone cares about, the Norsemen settled. They farmed, and a lot of them even converted to Christianity, and others brought their own religions to others to follow. And it's like you always say when it comes to cultures, Professor, just they all mended, and the language became part of our own, and the culture became part of our own. Do you know where the origin of Thursday comes from? Thursday. Thursday. Day in old English, it literally translated to Thunder's Day. Like we carry this stuff with us. Most people don't see that. Most people forget that the Vikings had a major impact on English. So I would love a Galarform. You're not the only one who thought of a water dragon. I would like to see a Galarform Labyrinth water dragon as a longboat. Like it's Ooh, transporting. You down on the, no. this yeah, one. I like it. I'm about it. Wait, 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 wait. Like its body's hollow? Not hollow. Oh. It's just oh, an it's elongated. Just, it's, just, it's, just, it's just a longer Labyrinth. Does it have like a badass skull? Yeah, it's not what I imagine. <laughs> yeah just think about it with horns and everything and this lapras instead of ferrying travelers like yeah this was the one the warriors used to go and raid the gallery oh, the that'd be region. so cool nintendo why don't you right? hire us like you have missed opportunities <laughs> doesn't that sound amazing i would love to just see a lapras like just coming out like oh this is a fine name me and my charmander oh visitor it's fresh from the oh oh that lapras has horns why is it firing a hydro cannon? Oh God! Just, we need, just we destroying need things. Yeah, we need. Now we need a Viking oh, longboat. Oh my God! Yeah, I know. 
it, it would i don't know what ability i would give it i don't really care i just wanted to see something that uh, terrifying give it, uh give it sturdy <laughs> sturdy would be good I would also like to give it something along. I mean, it already has ooh, like ooh, water absorb. Ooh, give which would it be what's really the uh, what's the ghost one where you get cursed? Cursed body. Yeah, that would be cursed body. Would be good. Like pressure would pressure would be really appropriate <laughs> because like the second you saw those boats, like those boats were so well designed, they could literally go from the de- from Denmark to Russia to the Mediterranean everywhere they were some of the best boats ever designed you give it, um, like pickpocket as well or something along those lines <laughs> yes please oh god this is great i love this thing so much all right let's start the rotation again all right so i took a departure i mean i've got a couple other critters i'll talk about even more time i took a departure um from my usual forte and decided to hop into a little bit more of a mythology angle and <laughs> talk about maybe the selkie i think is how you say it oh oh dude there's a movie about a selkie there's an an uh an animated film uh oh god what was it kristen and i watched it oh it's so good um oh i gotta think about this now so Tell i the- don't know what the heck you're talking about what is this thing it is a werewolf seal person what <laughs> Yes, um, they are a Scottish. Um, yeah, and they wear a coat and Scottish turn into a seal. Yes, let Don tell it. Yeah, so a, a a selkie, it's like a shapeshifter, um, which makes them different from mermaids, but they're kind of like that. But also, or basically, it's a man or woman selkie. If they wear their, they can wear a seal skin and turn into a seal. Um, and if they aren't wearing it, they're like an attractive version of whatever human gender they are. Um, and then in some folklore, if you find the shed skin of the Selkie and you get it before they get it, then they have to be your spouse. Yeah. The, uh, Song of the Sea. That was the name oh, of the oh, film. Oh, that's what that, okay. Yeah, it was really, it's a really cute film. It's about Selkies. They actually, um, they made a reference to this in that Netflix show, Disenchantment. There is a character who's like that, but with a bear. And yes, take yes, that was another. That's another type of critic. Yeah, that's another type. Um, which name I don't remember. That is a thing. Yeah, it's it, it, like the skin changers or whatever. Yeah, um, and he literally takes her skin, and he and start, slight spoiler for disenchantment in one of the episodes, he takes his skin to keep her as his wife. Like those are those are another wild. type of of. I, I think those are those are Celtic too. Selkies like Selkies. Yes. I'm pretty sure the, the bear one is Selk. Because uh, because that's why Tolkien has. Um, bjorn yeah the uh, the skin changer kind of thing tend to be uh, uh like there's also like i think there's like an icelandic slash scandinavian equivalent they get the idea that's where they get the idea for like like druids yes. in like D D. sick all right so what so just some sort of wear seal some sort of dark water type killing people yeah it could be um, I, I think it would be an interesting um you could do a uh have like gender forms for a male version or a female version kind of thing um or maybe have it like when they get hit by a water move, they get some sort of speed boost ability or some sort of seal transformation shift thing. Because mm-hmm. there's, uh, according to folklore, like children born between the man, like man and seal folk would have like webbed hands kind of things. That just sounds like inbreeding. Also, that's <laughs> probably how they explained it. Um, but <laughs> it could be, uh, I think it could be some sort of interesting like form change. Maybe they're like a more humanoid without being too Mr. Mimey, hopefully. Ew. But then when they get hit by a water move, they go full seal mode and get like a speed boost. 
can be some interesting like partner targeting, you know, kind of move combo and doubles. I don't know. Sweet. I just thought they were neat. I mean, where seal is definitely not where I thought this episode was going. Yeah. Right, oh, Colin, there is. Um, up. I would say there is a oh. folk folklore about a guy. He killed a seal. Um, he's a a sheep farmer man, and he killed a seal. Mm-hmm. Um, and like what? And uh, he had had seven sheep near where he killed the seal. I guess seven is an important number in selkie folklore. And uh, then he came up in the morning, and all of his sheep were dead. Um, and there were other farmers nearby that hadn't killed any seals, and their sheep didn't die. Ha! So uh, don't kill seals around your sheep, or uh, they'll get killed too. The end. This has been Consultation <laughs> Corner with Don. Yes. Uh, I'm going to do the, the Bargist. <laughs> D&D people okay. know that, the Bargist. I play D and D, but it's like it's 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 like like those uh those giant like dog things that goblins ride. Oh, those! Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they had Bargist, the name. Uh, I just Bargist, call them Bargist, fodder. Bargist, uh, they're uh, they're from uh, English folklore. They are a giant black dog, large teeth, claws, um, and like sometimes they're like a kind of like ghostly. Uh, like a hound of the Baskervilles kind of. Yeah, like they're like omens of death. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so another good boy to add with well, Gamper. and they they like warn death or herald death like by howling and barking. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and you know they have fiery it's like a dog banshee. Yeah, they have fiery eyes. They can become invisible, and they can make the sounds of rattling chains. Ooh, and this round and, is literally just you guys listening. And archetypes. they can't. Well, that's because that's because like let's face it, like. British, Scottish, and and Celtic like folklore is very dark. It is not. It's what happens when you see the sun ten times yeah, a year? Yeah, when you only see the sun a few times a year, you tend to have pretty dark mythos. Um, <laughs> this is giving German fairy tales a run. But for it their is. Money. I mean, th- it, this island is very desolate, dark, and and not you know uh, when people got there, desolate. You know, not not. Yeah. Not right then. Yeah, right no, this fine. second. No one yeah, lives there. There was some wars fired over it. It's not that bad. There but were like, wars you know, there. Like, it's not like the ground. You know, like there's a reason uh, only certain crops grow there because <laughs> there's no sun. Yes. I don't know. I like I, I, the potato. What is? I like sun? that the thing can't cross rivers though. That, that, I thought that was cool. That's you like know, a pretty common thing. I feel like in some mythical yes, critters, yes, werewolves or uh, no vampires can't cross running water either. Yes, I think that might just be the fact that people are attributing just how dangerous a running w- river could be to them. Oh, everyone should it read about the Bolton Strand. We're talking about running water in England. Yeah, the what? The Bolton Strand. It's terrifying. <laughs> you laugh, but it's a okay. river that's on its side, and it looks like it's a small creek, but it's really like thirty feet deep, and it has a hundred percent mortality rate if you go swimming in it. Because of the current conservation corner with Don again, <laughs> self conservation, self conservation. Everything you teach me is making me like, oh, I'm lucky to be alive. <laughs> All right, so this one again, I went against with animals because I feel like if everyone expected it. Have either of you heard of Bartitsu? Bartitsu, no. no. Bartitsu is by far the most British fighting style ever created by man. Um, does it involve like it a monocle, a li- top hat, and a cane? That's not British. Close. That's that's J.P. Morgan. Do they throw sand at each other? Uh, no. Check this out. So there was a man by the name of Edward William Barton Wright. So he spent three years in Japan 
as an engineer helping with the um, growth I process. just Googled this man. He is has the most majestic mustache I've ever seen. Yes, he is. He is the most dapper figure and the exact kind of man who would name a martial art after himself. In 1898, he looks like a Bloodborne character. <laughs> in 1898, he came back and opened a clubhouse and created a new fighting style for proper gentlemen. This was how you defended. No, I kid you not. He made a proper gentleman fighting style to defend against ruffians and scoundrels. Is it, is it, That's pretty much what he is created. Is it slapping? No, it's better. It's a combination of first off, Bartsujutsu is the name of his name, Barton, and Jujitsu. Yeah, I, I got so that. So again, yeah. but it's a combination of Jujitsu, boxing, wrestling, savat, and fencing. And he created a style where you can defend yourself with all the stuff a proper gentleman would have. So, for example, one of the fighting techniques I looked up was taking your pocket square, throwing it in the dude's face so they get distracted, and then boxing them into the boxing them right in the chin or breaking down their legs. I'm about it. Other things included using your your umbrella or your cane to just trip them or knock them down, using your coat as a shield. Like it basically took the most upper scale people who are the most likely to get robbed and made it so that way, oh, here, pay all this money and I'll teach you how to defend yourself against the uh, people who want to mug you. It's amazing. Ironically, it was um, the club he created uh, went down in 1902. Uh, he was charging too much, apparently, and not even the rich could afford it. So it got shut down. Now, what I want to see is another Galler form. I want to see a Galler Hitmonchan. I want to see no. a Galler Hitmonchan. I want to see a, a new design like that. What if, what if, what if like Hitmon Ta or what if uh, Tyro got like a fourth evolution then? That would be like that's still like they have their own styles to it. I would love to see either a, a Galler version of a fighting type or a new fighting type come in because that is so interesting as a fighting type to see this dapper looking gentleman then starts wailing on you with a cane properly like it was an actual legitimate fighting style so much so that when Sir Arthur Conan Doyle wrote Sherlock Holmes that's Sherlock Holmes's fighting style <laughs> Sherlock Holmes's fighting style is literally oh, that makes a lot of sense actually yeah what? It has stuck around this long because of Sir Arthur and Conan Doyle. There are people still today who practice it. Now it's a hipster martial art. It's what you do when you are really, if you really want to be that guy at a party and be like, I'm so rich, I learned a rich man's kung fu. Like, that's basically what it is. It's a rich man martial art. It's, again, the most British thing I could think of. Like, what is more British than beating someone down with your pocket square and cane who's trying to take your money? To me, that's just awesome. Okay. <laughs> About it. I'm very much about it. I look, I'm going to take a class tomorrow. Wait, you can't wrap it up yet. Okay, why? Ruby. What? Uh, you mean, wait, the Rooster Teeth show or like something else? Ruby. Spit it out, Professor. It's a, uh, it's a shape-shifting uh, like creature that lives in the locks of Scotland. And it typically represents a giant like aquatic bird. Like a cormorant, or uh, like a um, what were they, what were those things before they discovered penguins? Uh, auk? Great auk. Yeah. Those are dead now. Yes, oh. I know. All but right. I feel like this would be cool. I mean, we need a, a shape shifting water bird. Oh, that would like be. It. I'm cool with that. For me, the one I didn't really think of if it wasn't going to be um, Viking stuff, 
I, I actually wanted to, to pull something from Greek and pull it in because one of the things people forget is that the British Museum is filled with stuff they collected throughout the centuries of conquering people. Collected, collected, or stole? Collected is the nice word we're going to use, Semantics. but we all know what I mean. We, they collected it from people who could not fight back as much. Every culture has done it. They were just the best at it. But um, I was thinking of like adding some sort of cursed Greek statue that like was brought from another region and just like it's a ghost type, it's a ghost rock type that just steals your soul. That'd be my fun time. Don, what do you got? Um, well, there was a uh, there, the United Kingdom actually had a lot of very interesting dinosaurs back in the day. Um, I mean, one of the, it's it's the place where paleontology really took off. It is. Um, one of one of my favorites that we still haven't had a fossil version of is um Acanthopholis. Um, it's a, uh, people are more familiar with the Ankylosaurus. It was a similar kind of critter, only it was very spiky in addition to being of the similar body plan of the Ankylosaurus. Ooh. It was actually one of, and it was one of the first identified notosaurs, which is closely related to Ankylosaurus. Man, there's a lot we could have done with this game. Like, I'll be honest, guys. I'm hyped. Y'all seem hyped. I can't wait for this game. Hopefully some of our ideas make it in there. If not, well, then we have this recording to send to, um, I don't know, who do we send this to? Nintendo, Game Freak, Pokemon, and everyone. As my uncle works in Nintendo, true. it's totally legit. Mew <laughs> is under the truck. Send to your you uncle. Elite 400 times with the Caterpie, Professor Oak will fight you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll just send Good. it to his uncle. With but for now... <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. This is definitely a shorter episode, but we wanted to just pregame before Galler came out. And thank hey, you guys again for listening. We just before uh, we leave though, not that not, we mm. have to mention that we are part of the Pokecasters Network. And yeah, and oh oh, uh, um, we got some feedback on our last episode. Uh, we'd like to hear back from you, Facebook or email or Twitter on having another Lila episode after the new year. Uh, she has mm-hmm. already been asking. Um, if we did it, I think what we would do is we would do three that month because it sounds like we do have some fans who really didn't like it. And I'm sorry you didn't like it. You know, we were just excited that we had a kid who was kind of, you know, just like some of the other people we've interviewed who've done panels with us. We consider part of our team and it's cool that it's a kid. <laughs> I mean, if it was your kid, I'd be just as excited. <laughs> so I also wanted to add an announcement. We, we did get a new patron. Yay! Uh, hey. This is Jared. Jared's getting his shout out. Jared, oh. thank you for the five bucks. And I have to send out uh, patron gifts at the end of the year here. <laughs> oh, yeah. get Yeah, we'll get you guys some stuff. Now, Jared, <laughs> I did say that we would um, – he paid the five bucks, which means Don will have to make a team for him. But I told him we'd wait until Galler just because, hey, here's this team. Oh, I'm sorry. Four of it isn't allowed in the new region. Well, uh, sorry. Six ditto. Right. I'm happy to throw together something quick, but uh, yeah, just throw. Yeah, obviously, like uh, here, here's uh, here's Grookey. All six of them. Here's a Grookey gang. Have fun by. Oh yeah. Sable squad or die. Just. A... <laughs> score okay. bunny. So on that. <laughs> score bunny for life. I'm going. I'm score bunny. Score bunny all day. Hi. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Share the show. Uh, Tell one friend. Enjoy Sword and Shield. And if you don't want to play it, stop ruining it for the rest of us. Bye-bye, everybody. Hey, and if you do want to play it, play it with us. (laughs) See ya.